Welcome to the Reimagined Radio Astro Show, where brain science meets astrology and the law of attraction. I'm your host, Janet Dalgleish. Please join me to find out why your astrology matters, what it has to do with your brain, and how to wrap the whole thing up in law of attraction. Because once you know this stuff, it becomes so much easier to live a life that is joyfully resonant with who you truly are. Hi everyone, it's Janet. Welcome to the call. Today I'm going to be talking about Venus, one of my favourite planets. I have a soft spot for all the planets, um, but especially for Venus for a couple of reasons. First of all, she's my chart ruler. Um, My ascendant is Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, so she's my chart ruler. And she also rules the the sign of Libra, where I have my sun and several planets, so I kind of have a, a thing for Venus. But Here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about Venus as she represents the energy of desire and attraction, our relationship with desire and attraction, and also to talk about why Venus is associated with relationships per se. So she's associated with not just romantic relationships, but all kinds of close social connections. So any close one-to-one socially significant relationship, that's where Venus um, comes into play. So let's let's talk a little bit about let's talk let's talk about a bit of background here um, because I think that one of the reasons that Venus is useful for us to get a handle on is because our culture actually puts a lot of pressure on planets that are more associated with the masculine energy and just as a sidebar I want to clarify here that when I talk masculine and feminine I'm not talking about gender I'm not talking about male female or transgender or wherever your gender identity is because regardless of where you sit on the gender identity spectrum you have but you have elements of masculine and feminine within your psyche and uh, we all of us have these connections to our masculine and feminine energies and if we are not able to connect with those at the moment we're missing out (laughs) so whether you're a man or a woman if you're not yet able to fully connect to your inner venus then you're going to like today's call Um, because I think that this is the case for many of us in our Western culture. Our culture puts a lot of, um, a lot of focus on achievement, on the, that, those more masculine, or we might call it yang, ways of being. You know, we, 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 when we first meet people, we ask, what do you do? We don't ask, who do you be? We ask, what do you do, generally speaking, in a social situation. Um, we see it in child raising at the moment, especially in many of the education systems around the world, where governments in particular, but um, you know, are, are putting pressure on the education systems to produce results, to prove measurable results, and then we kind of look at countries like Finland, where they do it very differently, and they actually get much better results. They have a much more um, open approach. They're not constantly assessing the kids and finding you know, ways to measure right from the, the, from the earliest days. Those, those, that focus on achievement is, when it comes out of whack, is not helpful. I talked about this in a little bit in my, last, in my last call when I talked about Saturn and how Saturn is curator of our life mission and as such he can be very obsessed about achievement and results and it can, it, can not, it can work to our disadvantage if we have this overarching or overwhelming Saturn that that tends to um, 
over it's, it's like we can't hear the voice of our other planets through the the shouting of Saturn he's he can become a taskmaster so I talked about some strategies on how to deal with that last time this time I want to sort of turn my attention the other way if you like and look at <clears throat> look at Venus so we are surrounded by these messages like just do it <laughs> um, I was reading an article the other day about um, uh, lift lyft which is one of the um, online um, uh, it's a driver service like Uber. Um, and they had an ad campaign which was all about praising one of their female staff because she kept on driving and picking up customers even when she went into labour. And they were celebrating this as though it were a badge of honour. And I was, <laughs> I was just appalled. Here is a woman doing the thing that women do that nobody else can do. Um, and yet she is being praised not for putting the wealth of you know her own health and welfare and the health and wealth welfare of her child first but for keeping on doing her job and achieving more and making more money for the client and for her, for, for the for the for the company and for herself and she's a go-getter and she's praised for being a go-getter that's a very saturnian kind of energy and it's not necessarily something that we want around if that's um if we're going to live a more balanced life um so and we, we also see it for women who have had babies, the, the, the pressure to return to their pre-baby bodies uh, uh, as fast as possible. It's this sense of achievement. And when it is this the major or the even the sole benchmark for our own sense of self-worth, if we think to, my, if we think to ourselves, I, if I can just tick this thing off my to-do list or if I can fit all the things into my day or if I can make my numbers match this particular weight on the scales or this particular dress size, when we when we tie our self-worth up in all of those kinds of measurable, achievable things, then there's something deeply flawed going on. Of course we want to achieve things. Saturn curates our life mission and he's deeply interested in achievement. Um, and we have our inner Mars who is the go-getter who likes to get out there and get stuff done. But those dudes are not the full story, not by a long shot. We all of us have both masculine and feminine in our makeup, and we need to connect with and honor both in order to find that sweet spot of equilibrium and full self expression. So that's why today I want to talk about Venus. We all have our inner Venus, but how much we honor and connect to her and how we connect are pivotal to our sense of how we value ourselves. If you, if you look in the self-help section of Amazon, I kid you not, uh, you will find something like 5,000 books on the topic of self-esteem. <laughs> and that's because a lot, and I mean a lot of people, are not feeling good about themselves. And I can remember back in the 1970s, 80s, let's say 80s, um, learning all about self-esteem. And self-esteem back then and still today is still predicated on achievement. We look at self-esteem from things like I'm, I, I can feel good about myself because I'm good at X, Y or Z or because I lost weight or my hair looks great today. Now I have to say if you're coming from a lot of self-criticism, the brain science shows if you're coming from a habit of deep self-criticism, then self-esteem because of the things you can do, like you might be a really good cook, um, finding self-esteem through that is it's not a bad stepping stone, but it's not the full story. What we really want to get to is a place where we value ourselves for simply being, for who we are. Like I said, yes, we want to achieve things. Saturn wants us to achieve things. 
Mars wants us to achieve things. Jupiter wants us to grow. There are all of these things going on. And we need to balance those with a sense of, I love myself right now. I value myself right now. And one of the ways we do that is by understanding our connection to Venus. We, 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 want, to, we want to feel worthy for a few reasons. First of all, it keeps us um, on a much more even keel emotionally. We don't get, we're not prone to feeling vulnerable and fragile on days where we make mistakes. We don't do our thing really well um, if I have a day where I, I, I can't do that, that, that thing that I'm really good at, I have a day where I can't do it well at all for whatever reason. We've all had those. Suddenly, if my self, sense of self-worth is tied up in that, I'm going to fall off that wagon really fast if I, if I can't master it the way I normally would. I need to find a way to feel good about myself even on days where I'm making mistakes and I'm screwing things up and I'm not, full, you know, I'm not achieving the, in the way that I normally like to. And one of the other reasons that we want to do that, it's not just so that we feel good, it's also because law of attraction says that feeling unworthy is a barrier to whatever it is we're trying to attract. That makes total sense because if we feel deep down that we don't deserve something because we're not worthy of it, then it's impossible for the universe to bring it to us. Universe relies on our own vibration, our own sense of self-worth in order to be able to deliver the stuff that we want. So we need to move beyond those purely yang, masculine, achievement-based ways of measuring our own worth and look to Venus because she is all about how we value ourselves. Now, if you know a little bit about Venus, you probably know that she is the ruler of our one-to-one relationships and so it might it might come as a surprise to hear me saying that she's actually about how what we value about how we value ourselves. So let's start by looking back to the mythological Venus. Um, all mythological archetypes that we use a lot in astrology, all of them arose out of our shared collective human consciousness. So we can kind of look to these mythological characters and understand ourselves through how how our ancestors developed these um, these entities. Um, so when we look at Venus, we're looking at her, we're looking at her predecessors, which is the Greek Aphrodite, and we're looking at earlier goddesses like Ishtar and Hathor. So we can look at all of these to find out what makes her tick. She is all about relationship, yes, but her agenda is about self-value. So one of the ways, um, there's a great quote um, from astrologer Liz Green where she talks about how Venus... Um, understands herself because she's as she sees herself reflected in the eyes of her lover now on the surface that can sound a little bit as though I'm saying that Venus seeks out relationship in order to get validation and confirmation of her own value and sometimes I have to say that's how it feels especially if our Venus connection has been ignored and neglected um Venus uncared for can get quite needy. Uh, and, and again, our culture is full of references to, you know, <laughs> there's that Jerry Maguire line which has a lot to answer for uh, where he says to her, you complete me. <laughs> I'm afraid Venus would just crack up laughing at that. Venus, when she's in her power, would kind of go, yeah, no, you need to complete yourself, sunshine. That's not my job. However... When Venus has been neglected or disconnected for a long time, we may well find ourselves looking to the other 
to get our sense of self-value. So if we, if we find ourselves looking for love in all the wrong places, which basically means another person, instead of being able to flow our own self-love, then it can indicate that we've lost something of our connection to Venus. The good news is we can always get it back. So we need to understand this Venus energy in a deeper way. Astrologer Liz Green says, it is the planet Venus which symbolises our capacity to form and identify what we value. It's the basis for authenticity in our personal choices. In other words, the people we attract into our lives and with whom we interact closely tell us something about what we value and what we desire. When I look to the other, I am not really seeing them, I am seeing myself. When I look in my husband's eyes, I see my own reflection. So, yes, of course my husband has an independent identity, an independent existence, but I only ever see my version of him because that's what my brain does. When we look at something in reality, whether it's a rock, a table, a husband, whatever it might be, we're seeing the model of that thing or that person that our brain has created for us. So we're seeing it through the lens of our own filter. We have no other way of perceiving those things except through our brain's model. So, so the reason that Venus rules relationship is because, because it is through our relationships that we will discover what we truly value and who we truly are. If you've read Lisa Hay's book, um, Score Your Soulmate, you'll see this played out in a really powerful way because she talks about about using what it is that we value in a potential soulmate to then work out who we actually are and who we want to be in the world. This all explains a lot. (laughs) It explains why um, it explains it makes sense of why Venus rules both Libra and Taurus for example Libra is the first of the social signs it's the sign whose motivation is let's share this experience together Libra represents the beginning of our interest in those around us those close one-to-one relationships so the Venus connection here is obvious and Libra's preference for beauty is also an expression of Venus what Venus finds beautiful tells us again it tells us something about what we value the things that we find beautiful have some resonance with who we truly are so it helps me understand what I find when I look at what I find beautiful it helps me understand something about who I am so for example I know that um, uh, my dear friend Jackie Gates who is my fellow host here um, her particular taste is uh, for something that's a lot more ornate than mine is her value is uh, the the value that she's expressing is a sense of luxuriousness for me I'm much more about minimalist aesthetics and for me the the thing that I am valuing here is spaciousness so these two things are slightly different they both feel really luxurious to both of us but they turn up in different ways they show up in different ways in what we find beautiful we can respect each other's taste I can look at Jackie's space and I can go wow that's amazing it's gorgeous It's not where I would choose to live, but I can see that it's gorgeous. So I can see that value in it um, because it it helps me to understand who Jackie is. Similarly, with my own tastes, I can see who I am through my tastes. So there's that Libran connection to what we find beautiful. When we look at Taurus, also ruled by Venus, Taurus is focused more inwards. It's concerned with, Taurus is concerned with one's own sense of sensory delight the sensory delight of owning a human body again 
it tells me what I value. The taste of asparagus. There is something about that. My husband hates it, which is great for me because I get all of his. I love asparagus. There's a freshness and a greenness to it that just lights me up. So again, my sensory pleasures tell me something about who I am, about what I value. It's also, Taurus says, that resource is mine. And it has a clear opinion on what we find attractive and desirable, what we want in terms of resources. But if our own connection with our own Venus gets pinched off or neglected, then we may struggle to know and express exactly what we want. We may even feel that it's not okay to want things, or we may feel that it's not okay to want the thing we do secretly want. And for a conscious creator, not knowing exactly what you want or feeling that your desire is muffled or unclear or, or confused or, or worse, that somehow you're not supposed to want that, that's not a recipe for happy manifesting. So I'm going to take a short break for a commercial and I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about how we connect to our Venus, about what, this is all very well, but what do I do about it all if I think my Venus has been a little neglected? Some people think that the stars dictate who we are or even what will happen to us, but nothing could be further from the truth. You are the boss of you, and your stars simply reveal your most radiant and potent self. If you'd like to know exactly what they have to say, then visit loastarmap.com and find out how I can help. So what do I do if I think my Venus has been a little neglected or pinched off or, or, or disconnected? Um, it's not always easy to express our Venus, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, and I have my son in Libra and my rising sign is Taurus, so I'm a double Venus kind of girl. But I have spent, I have to tell you, a large part of my life living a very Saturnian existence of achievement and pushing. And I have to tell you, that has not been fun. So please don't think that uh, I haven't been through this myself, because I have. And I think, that some, I think it's important to acknowledge that. But right now, as I'm recording this episode, we are actually in the middle of a Venus retrograde. And I think the time is right for many of us to re-examine our relationship with this beautiful planet and the beautiful Venus within. So first of all, I want to reiterate, you have Venus somewhere in your chart, just as you have her energy within your psyche, even if she has been overshadowed by your Saturn or your Mars or any other of the more masculine-oriented planets. Um, in our culture, with this focus on achievement so much of the time, I have a feeling that Saturn is probably um, the, one who, uh, the one who may have been overwhelming Venus, if that's been happening for you. And that's one of the reasons I gave you some Saturn strategies in my previous episode. So if you didn't get to hear that, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one as well and get a sense that you do not have to feel that, that Saturn has control of your life because he doesn't. You're the boss of you. Um, and if, like me, you have Libra or Taurus um, sun or rising sign, then Venus is an even more powerful influence for you and it's even more important for her to be recognised and honoured. Having said that, you may have Venus in um, aspect to another planet which will also give her this extra kick of energy. And from time to time, various different planets in the sky will be transiting past your natal Venus so she will get lit up. So there are many, many opportunities and reasons to connect. So the first way we can do that is to understand her characteristics, to find out what she is like. Um, and that gives us a handle on how we can connect with and honour her. In other words, connect with and honour that part of our psyche. 
So one way to understand her is to compare her to her lover, Mars, and see how they are radically different in the way that they operate. So when Mars wants something, he takes himself off out into the world and he goes and gets it. That is not how Venus operates. When she wants something, she remembers that she is a goddess, she lies back on her couch in her temple, and an acolyte simply brings her desire to her. This is one reason she's so strongly associated with the law of attraction, because she has this quality of being utterly confident that the simple act of desiring something and expecting it to come is all that is required. She doesn't chase things down. She simply bees, and then her stuff comes to her. Um, so that's one of um, that's just one of her characteristics. Some of the other ones um, help us understand how we can lift our Venus game a little. Uh, beauty is a potent spell for Venus. So she um, she is about beauty. She likes her the energy around her to be beautiful. Um, she is about grace and charm and refinement. She has this quality of being alluring. Um, Venus does not always comply with the moral standards of our culture. So she is um, she's associated with indulgence. Now, law of attraction practitioners will know that actually being able to indulge oneself is a positive thing. And in the re- out, in, out in muggle world, um, God bless muggles, I have lots of them in my life. I'm even married to one. I adore them all. But one of the things that comes across very frequently is a sense that self-indulgence is a bad thing, quote-unquote. For Venus, this is not true. Indulgence is her superpower. Um, There are some other things that Venus, certainly mythological Venus, she was not afraid to upset the apple cart when it came to her own desires and her relationships. Um, And that's because she got into a relationship, she chose her lovers based not on what her lover needed, but on what she needed at the time or what she wanted at the time. So there is a self-focus around Venus that doesn't always gel, doesn't see eye to eye necessarily with some of the moral standards that we might find around us. So we need to navigate that because from Venus's perspective, there is no right or wrong. Um, Law of attraction and brain science both say something similar. There is no right or wrong. Venus does, for example, um, mythological Venus was capable of having children, but she was never the mothering kind. That's the role of Moon, a completely different and and, uh, separate planet within our psyche. So it's not that Venus, it's not that activating Venus says we can no longer be nurturing, caring, compassionate um, creatures who know how to do empathy and and how, how to look after those who are who need us but that is not venus's focus that is moon's focus and i'll talk about moon on another day it's one of moon's focuses it's not her only one but certainly that nurturing spirit that is more associated with moon today we're talking about venus so venus has this focus on the self uh venus is very good at self-nurturing very good at self-care I know that Lisa talks about this on a regular basis, about the, co- the, the, concept, the, the concept of self-care and self-nurturing. Venus is uh, one, the part of our psyche that knows how to do it really, really well and has no problem doing it. There's a kind of shameless abandon in the way that Venus will happily say, you know what, right now I need some me time, I'm going to go and spend 20 minutes painting my toenails or having a bath or whatever it might be, not because I think I need to have painted toenails, but because it delights me. 
Venus is about what delights her. So let's talk about some of these things because <clears throat> I'm willing to bet that we're not saying that you have to do this 24-7. You don't want to be in Venus mode 24-7 any more than you want to be in Saturn mode 24-7. But I'm willing to bet that there are people listening to this at the moment who have put their Venus self-indulgent, beautiful um, activation stuff aside, the self-valuing aside, in order to spend most of their time either achieving things or nurturing other people. And that's a really that's a potent recipe for dis, for dismissing your Venus. And I don't want you to do that anymore because <laughs> she wants to get not acknowledgement and you benefit when she does. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's talk about these different things that you can do that will light up your inner Venus. The first and most easy thing to do is beauty. Um, and this means a couple of things. So the, the question you want to ask yourself is, how can I bring a little more beauty into my life? What small thing could you do to bring beauty into, for example, your home? You could bring flowers. Venus adores flowers. She rules um, a lot of different flowers, uh, especially roses. If you have roses uh, anywhere near you, if you have a park near you that has a rose garden in it, go and visit the roses and consciously connect to your Venus while you're doing it. Just just be aware that, that this is a connection to Venus. Her fruits are apples and pomegranates. So next time you eat an apple, just savour the flavour of that apple and the beauty of it. Look at it before you eat it, before you take a bite. Look at this extraordinary, beautiful object and then take a bite and, and enjoy, the sensory, enjoy the, the sensory pleasure of the taste. What adornments can you use to enhance your body's beauty so for women, it might be a sparkly necklace or a floaty scarf. For men, it might be a snazzy handkerchief in a jacket pocket or it might be a really gorgeous tie. You can also ask yourself, how can I bring beauty into my workspace um, or into the world more generally? Um, next time you're going to a communal event, bring some flowers for everybody or there's all kinds of different ways. And this is not done for the sake of your ego and when we're talking about adornment especially, this is not done for this in order to hide flaws. This is done for the sake of bringing more beauty into the world. So whatever your features are that you like, so for example with makeup for women and for men, if that's your thing, <laughs> of course, I love that I live in a changing world. Um, you know, if, uh, if, you're, if you've got really beautiful eyes, eyeliner. Um, if you've got beautiful hands, nail polish or nail wraps, whatever it might be. Another thing that will delight Venus is sensory pleasure. This means anything which you love, the smell of coffee, the taste of chocolate, the touch of silk or the smooth polished crystal, the sound of birdsong, a, a favourite painting. Sensory delight includes other physical experiences too, the stretch of warmed muscles or the sensation of a note sung at perfect pitch, if that's your thing, and, um, and of course the exploration of sexual pleasure. And by the way, I... Just for the record, Venus loves sensory pleasure of all kinds with or without a partner. Do not make someone else responsible for your sensory pleasure. Yes, you can totally ask for what you want. Of course, Venus is going to do that, but she's not going to just wait around for someone else to do it for her if she knows how to do it for herself. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Venus is the goddess of indulgence. So when you indulge in sensory pleasure, you are honouring her. And again, the more conscious you can be about this, the better. Um, 
if you uh, there's a there's a really nice tradition in the Sufi tradition um, that says that the um, the only way that the divine can experience sensory delight is through us. So if you like, you can think of it in those terms. As you engage sensory pleasure for your own benefit, you're also gifting this to your inner Venus. Um, Venus is also the goddess associated with grace, refinement and charm. So when you exercise charm to someone else, this is as simple as a smile or a kind word. Grace, it's a gift to the recipient so whether it's the girl at the checkout line or the somebody that's sitting next in the car next to you at traffic lights or whatever it might be, even if all you're doing is a thought, a gracious thought, it is a gift to the recipient and it's, ex- and it's an expression of Venus in her Libran mode, in that partnership collaboration mode. This is available to both men and women, um, although I have to say it's true, it's it's probably true (laughs) I don't like to plant a limiting belief it is probably true that most men are not trained in how to access this powerful and and often very seductive quality Um, Venus in this mood is irresistible not because she is working to manipulate someone into doing her bidding and for a lot of men not all but for some men let's say some men that's and for some women as well uh, in, in on reflection we have only been trained on how to use this this charm ability in a kind of manipulative way. That's not what we're talking about here. That would be a more masculine dynamic because it's designed to make something happen. What we're doing here with Venus is we're, we're focusing on making the other person feel good. Now, that might have a rewarding effect on us. That might give us a benefit, and often it does, because when people are happy, they're nicer to us. Of course, this is not rocket science. But we can tell when we're on the end of a snow job. We're not talking about doing a deliberate snow job on anyone. We are talking about genuine grace and charm and refinement. When I was a kid growing up and um, I was learning my table manners, I really couldn't see the point. I just couldn't see the point. I had stuff to say. Why wasn't I allowed to say it with my mouth full? That seemed completely nuts to me until my parents finally figured out that because because I cared about how other people felt, that if they explained it to me this way, it made sense. They explained it to me that the only reason I was using, you know, good etiquette, good table manners was because it gave me this power to help other people feel better to help other people feel like they could enjoy their meal in a more peaceful way. And that really resonated to me. And from that moment on, I became much better at table manners. (laughs) Um, And again, that's not a surprise because it's part of my, my, you know, Venus, the Venus power in my chart reveals that that's something I, I, you know, I'm naturally lined up with. And one of the other ways that's really important for us to honour our inner Venus is to discover our core values. Now, remember, Venus's deepest drive, her agenda, is to discover how to value the self and to know that it, and to know what is important. One of my favourite resources for discovering core values um, is Jeanette Moore. Jeanette Moore has a blog post about this. So if you go to her website, Good Vibe Blog goodvibeblog.com and do a search for core values. You'll probably find more than one um, article, but she's got a great resource for that. Um, And self-love. Self-love is key to keeping our Venus nourished. Brain science tells us clearly that being able to look at ourselves with a clear gaze and feel love and compassion is enormously beneficial. 
It unlocks our creativity. It unlocks our capacity for growth. And it unlocks our resilience. Most of us could improve in our self-love and self-compassion habits. And Venus will appreciate it if you make that choice and, and, and amp up those skills. And as I'm talking with you here in the middle of this Venus retrograde, this is a powerful time to allow your, Venus, your relationship with your Venus to come into your awareness, not in order to judge it or criticise it, but as an opportunity to rethink reassess, re-review and recommit. Um, Kim Falcon, my favourite astrology go-to person, talks about every retrograde planet being an opportunity to put the re-word in front of things, so rethink, re-examine, re-review, etc. Um, so whether you're male or female, you live in this culture where Saturn's agenda has been far more likely to meet with social approval and um, uh, just general approval that, than that of Venus. So what we're going to do now is see if we can find a pa- first of all be aware if there has been a pattern of pushing aside self-love, beauty, sensory pleasure, indulgence and charm in favor of achievement and pushing through and making things happen because if that's been the case then I'm inviting you to redress the balance to let Saturn go a little bit and the strategies I shared in the last episode may help with that and to amp- amp up your Venus connection. It's time for a rethink. So any small changes you can make to amp up that Venus connection will pay dividends for your mindset and for your relationship to yourself. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, This has been Janet Dalgleish and I hope you've enjoyed today's Astro Talk. Thank you for being here.